Welcome to City Harbor Church, a safe place to find and follow Jesus. Happy Easter. This is the holy day, which is a day set aside to be more focused on God than anything else. An annual day on the calendar when we are focused on the resurrection of Jesus. And despite our technical difficulties, enjoyed our Good Friday service. And on that Friday, we mentioned that Jesus brings a specific focus to his followers for why. Why the death? Why the resurrection? And so I want us to turn our attention now as we turn to the word and talk about the why. Why is this a celebration? The title of the message today is Life After Death with a focus on Mark 16, 9. And here's that simple statement I want us to have echoing in our spirits today. Jesus is alive and so there will be life after this death. Jesus is alive and so there will be life after this death. We are certainly experiencing unusual days. The state of Maryland that now has over 200 deaths from the coronavirus, COVID-19. And across the nation, we have seen far more death than we even saw with 9-11 and Pearl Harbor put together. But here's what I know. Jesus is alive, and so there will be life after this death. We see eyewitness accounts of a resurrected Jesus that are recorded Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20 and 21, and in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And I love the eyewitness account we see in Mark chapter 6 and verse 9. Very simply says, Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning. Now, the resurrection of Jesus is something that he himself predicted repeatedly. He said that he would be put to death. He said that he was going to rise from the dead on the third day. It was also something that he taught people while he was alive that was predicted by the prophets that was in their scriptures as an essential part of what the Messiah must do. So this death, burial, and resurrection was was repeatedly predicted. And yet, what we read in the eyewitness accounts is that when it happened, they were surprised. It was not easy to believe. Jesus was standing with them. They were still in shock. It was not easy to believe. And let's be honest, in this life, a life that can come at us fast, it is also not easy for us To believe in this resurrected Jesus. I want us to turn to words that were really important to the early Christians about the meaning of the resurrection. The truth of the matter is is that much of your New Testament, which God inspired, the writings of Paul are actually written in the 40s or 50s of that first century in the life of Christ. They were actually written before Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were written. And the words there, inspired by God, were memorized by believers. 
they actually, what you actually see in some of the passages I'm going to uh, put before us today, some of them are phrased as poems. Some of them are written in ways to be short and succinct and to make it as easy as possible for us to memorize, to learn, to think about, to meditate on the significance of. So I want to turn uh, to some of those words today to help us consider the meaning. Um, we looked at uh, from Good Friday, carryover, not, not one of these passages I just mentioned. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Jesus is alive and now seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. So he's alive right now watching and listening to us as we consider this. So here we have one of these words that the early Christians would have memorized to help them understand the meaning of Jesus being alive and, and why it's something that they celebrated. God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace you have been saved. For he saved us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. We see this vision of a resurrected Christ sitting by God the Father. Not warring, not stressed, not worried, not biting his nails, but seated by the right hand of God at a place of honor, at peace, in conversation with God. But the meaning of it that they celebrated, we see that there was spiritual separation in us because of our sin. But he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. The miracle of the resurrection of Jesus makes new spiritual life available to us. Here's the next one. Romans chapter 4, verses 24 and 25. God will also count us righteous, that means in right standing, if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised to life to make us right with God. See, the resurrection of Jesus is what makes it possible for our guilt to be removed, for us to be spiritually cleansed, for us to be brought back into right standing and right relationship with God. It's not, you don't just pretend or self-medicate away your guilt Try to forget about it. You can do those things and maybe make yourself better, feel better for a little while. But it doesn't remove the guilt that is actually there in the eyes of God. That only happens when we receive the free gift of Jesus Christ, believing that he is the Savior, relying on it. And that hinges on it. The turning point is the resurrection of Jesus. That's what makes us right with God. Here's our next one. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. You were dead because of your sins. Dead meaning spiritually separated. Because of your sins where you've missed the mark. And because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all your sins. 
Today we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus because this is how new life is possible for us. This is how we can be forgiven, not carrying around the mistakes of our past, no longer identified by the mistakes of our past, no longer compelled to repeat the mistakes of our past, but because Jesus was resurrected, is now living, this salvation is available Here's our next one, Philippians chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. In the first person, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law, meaning I'm not relying on my actions of obeying God's commands for my righteousness. No, rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. It is a pure desire to want to learn, to want to experience, to welcome into yourself the same power of God that raised Christ from the dead. It is a pure desire, a good desire, a helpful desire for us to want that. And that's what happens in salvation, in our salvation moment. And when we turn to God and repeatedly ask Him to fill us to overflowing with this power, we can experience a freedom, we can experience a lightness, we can experience a joy, we can sense a spiritual life in us. But it is only possible... Because Jesus is alive. He was resurrected. And we see that in this passage. It is a good thing. It is a life-changing thing. Here we have another one. Romans chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line. And he was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them. So that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. This teaching that early Christians memorized is specifically saying that the fact that Jesus rose from the dead and was seen by more than 500 people, eyewitness accounts that were recorded, is proof that Jesus is who he said he is, our Messiah, our Savior. It is proof that his message is reliable. And here's what we also see. In Luke 24, verses 45-47, an eyewitness account of what Jesus said the whole point was, the resurrected Jesus appearing to his followers, giving them purpose, the purpose for his resurrection in their lives, in their response. It was this, this message, there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. 
That's the message that we carry. That's the purpose in the resurrection of Jesus. This message, there is forgiveness of sins, meaning a removal of guilt, a cleansing, a restoration in the relationship of where we have missed the mark by not doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing. There is this forgiveness for all, for everyone believes in Jesus, receives Jesus, and repents. And that repentance word means, I have a change of direction. I choose to turn away from a life where I'm serving myself out to just please myself, where my own guidance, where my own opinion is what's most important. And I turn toward God, relying on the guidance of God, the Word of God, as the most important thing of my life. That's the change of direction that is meant here. That's what these words of Jesus meant in their context and the, the, the actual definition of the words. This forgiveness of sins is available to all who repent. That's the message that Jesus brought to us. That's the purpose. This is a spiritual resurrection. You know, my family and I... Um, like a wide variety of entertainment. But one of the things that we like is uh, documentaries, uh, particularly BBC, um, Animal Kingdom type documentaries and nature documentaries. And uh, there's been one about the seasons and a few different spots in the world that go through a radical transformation in the change of seasons, how dramatically different it is from summer to spring to fall to winter. And it is amazing how the landscape can look so lifeless in winter. There is death that happens in winter, but also there is the appearance of death that happens in winter. And I don't know what you're going through right now, but maybe in your soul, maybe in what you're thinking, maybe in what you're feeling, you're experiencing death. Here's what I want to say to you today. Jesus is alive. And so there is life after this death. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, the life of Jesus can be shared with you. If you're feeling that way right now, I want you to just open yourself up to God as I pray for you. God, we come to you in a place of need, believing that you are who you said you are, that you are powerful, that there is supernatural power available to you. And we lift up to you anywhere in our lives that we are experiencing death. And we ask, God, that you would bring life, Lord, with a pure desire. We want to experience the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We want to know Jesus. We want to be in relationship with Jesus. Today, God, we're asking for your help. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to be aware of your guidance and your presence. Lord, let it change our lives. We open our lives to you. We repent. We turn around from pleasing ourselves first. We turn to you, God. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. So, I'd like to give us a, a few thoughts here in response to what we have read. What do we learn? Well, first, Jesus is alive. It's true. It's real. Jesus is alive. Second, and this is really important, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus was predicted and fulfilled as essential to his identity and function as our Savior, the Messiah. Jesus himself said 
that that was essential as proof of who he is. He had to die. He had to come back to life. It's an essential proof. Third, this is proof of who Jesus is and God's salvation plan coming to fulfillment. The scripture makes it very clear that this resurrection um, of Jesus is also proof that God accepted his death as payment for sins and God accepted that payment for all of our sins. Jesus took on himself the sins of us all and when he was raised from the dead it was proof that God accepted that as payment and you can reasonably believe that you can accept that forgiveness. And number four, the resurrection miracle makes salvation available to us if we will believe and receive, if we will repent. It is available. Number five, this miracle should change how we respond to death. It opens our minds. It changes our perspective that those we've loved in this life who are now past, they're still alive. Just not in a natural sense on this earth. It changes our perspective. Number six, we now have purpose to share this good news. Jesus was very specific about the purpose for his resurrection, for us to share it. Here's just a few questions for you to consider on this Easter weekend so that this is meaningful to us. First, is there proof of the resurrection of Jesus? I love to ask the question, is it reasonable to believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Most of you have received from me emails and social media posts about Justin Cook's articles that he's been posting at Rooted Christianity about the proof of the resurrection of Jesus. That's an important thing for us to consider. Another question is, what does the resurrection of Jesus mean to me personally? This is really important for us to consider. What does it mean to me personally? And also, do I think of Jesus as being alive today? When I pray, when I pause, when I, do I think of Jesus as being alive? Or is he just gone out of the picture, out of mind? Have I ever considered the truth that God is, that Jesus is actually praying to Father God for us right now? That Jesus has thoughts and feelings? This is really important to the, a personal relationship with God being real to you. So let's just allow me to close with a couple of thoughts. What should we do about all of this? Well, first, believe and receive Jesus as Savior. What a mistake, what a tragic and sad mistake it would be to hear this truth and reject it. Like we saw one of the criminals crucified next to Jesus who rejected it. Don't reject it. Accept Jesus like the other, like the other man did. Believe and receive Jesus as Savior. Second, Worship. Your personal worship activates your spirit. You commune with God. You can sing. You can praise God. A thank you for this salvation that's available to you from the resurrected Jesus. But also today in every moment and with every day, live your life out of a thank you. Even if it's a boss you don't want to work for, chores that you don't want to do, do everything as a thank you. You can say, 
Jesus, I'm doing this activity as a worship to you. It will help your li- you live your life in a more wholehearted way, fulfilled and at peace and at joy. Number three, what should we do? Share the good news. Jesus made it very clear that this is the responsibility of each of his followers, of each and every believer. You have a way. You have people in your life today you can get on the phone with. You can take out the dog for a walk and get out. And even at a distance, you can talk to. You can listen to the people that are in your life with an intent to understand them, what they're experiencing and what they're going through. You can show them love in that way. But don't hold back from also showing them love by sharing that you have peace, you have joy, because Jesus is alive. And the good news of that, what it means, this message, that there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. It's our responsibility. It's actually, and when we do it, the fulfillment we feel is what God intended. He has always been inviting us into this. It's a teamwork thing. It's a participation thing. We will feel fulfillment and joy when we share this good news. I'm so glad that we can be together today. Thank you for joining with us. I want to encourage you to share this message with other people. Share it with them. You could, These videos stay up on the website. You can share it with other people. You can email it. You can text it, whatever it is. Facebook.com slash City Harbor Church slash live. Um, but do it with a personal story. Tell them what it means to you that Jesus is alive. I want to close in prayer. And I close in prayer with a specific prayer that I'm also uh, emailing out to everybody who we have your email address, the link to a song that you can hear this prayer repeatedly um, over you. Uh, Just explaining how you normally hear me close with grace and peace to you. And I just want to pray a prayer over you today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I pray that over you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Grace and peace to you. Happy Easter. Have a great week.